Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Hey, everybody, welcome. We've got a great show for you today with me, as well as the host of this fantastic show, Carrie Knudsen. Now, look, for those of you out there, you've heard us in a number of different shows really give you a sense of who she is. This is about Get Big Out Loud, and it's Get Big Out Loud because what what this show looks at is living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life. And when I think about that and what Carrie has picked for today's topic, I find it so interesting. As a matter of fact, we were just sitting down and uh, crafting an email. And because I was thinking about this show, I was thinking, you know, that's not quite the way to say it. How should we say it? Why do we care about how we say it? Um, And what is it about the power of words and truth talk? That is so important. Well, that's what we're going to take on today. Carrie, happy International Women's Day. Yes. Happy International Women's Day to you, too. It's so great that we get to talk today, um, especially to take a moment to think about International Women's Day and, and using our words to lift up women and celebrate all the amazing things women have done. And it feels like a great day to connect with you as a powerful person who has done so much for women, um, raising us all up too. So I want to give a special shout out to you, Dr. Pat. Thank you. Um, And you know what? It's something that you start to do because you see that there's a way for us to stand on the shoulders of all that have come before and also to help others. And I didn't really step out thinking about it in that way originally, you know, when we started to do the show. But I remember being immediately drawn to what somebody said to me once. And what they said to me once was, you know, women don't support other women. And I never forgot that. And this was in my corporate career. And, you know, and I thought about it back then. And it was really true. But to to say something like that without talking about what the underpinnings of something like that might be. The other problem with making a statement like that, globally, that is not the truth. That is not the truth. When you look at things globally outside of a corporate culture, you see where women have helped other women. You know, you see it. Um, And yet, at the same time, you see that we have differences of, of opinions. Um, I was really struck by this as we were given out the, um, Oh, God, is Benny going to have to help me with this? Critic Choice Awards last night. Um, And I was really struck by the number of women, powerful women, coming to the forefront to bring powerful words. And I don't know, I don't think it's social media, Carrie, but let me ask you about it. Um, We are changing our language now words, International Women's Day. We're changing our words, but 
are we learning too in the pandemic? Are we learning the power of those words? What do you think? Oh, great question, Dr. Pat. I, what I really think about words now more than ever because of the pandemic, because we've taken away smiles. We've taken away almost all facial expressions. Even with our masks, you can see this much, you know, but it's, it's hard, am I smiling? Am I, like all the nonverbal things, we've taken away hugs, fist pumps, casual, like just glances, ways of reading each other that I feel like all we're left with now is our words. Like, and they're even more powerful now because we've taken so many of the things we took for granted away because of the pandemic. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today because if we start thinking about if what I have is my words and they're very powerful and they can impact people, what if I started to shift to be conscious of them now when they're even more weighted? I guess I'll use that word. Their words are weighted now even more because the other things are diminished. And I think that's an important thing if we become conscious. How are we even using my words? right? To yeah. lift people up, to engage in the conversation. When I write something, can I read it twice? How's this coming off? Am I thinking about someone else? So yes, I definitely think words have even more power now. And we should start consciously thinking about that because we have a lot of power as we use our words. You know, I, I want to ask you about this because when I um, started to do the show, I really didn't think about this very much. But then there were a number of people that I got to meet with. But we're starting to see things differently now. And some people say that there are some things that may not change back for a long time. So let's take a look at, you know, what some of these things are that we're seeing that have changed things. And so even in the way we greet each other, right, even in that way, um, we have had to change those things that would other give us nonverbal and nonverbal cues. So how hard is it to read people? Well, I think we've all experienced this now with mask wearing, <laughs> when you realize how much we miss from here down. And without the other cues, a lot of movements we do get with our eyes and our eyebrows, but nonverbal communication connects us in so many ways. You know, when you just acknowledge people, sometimes when they walk in, you do look at them, but then you usually make an expression with your face, like you're welcoming or you're shocked or you're surprised, like, oh, you're here, like, oh, you're here, welcome. Like, there's something that goes with it that we've lost. And also think about the extension that we, we touch people quite a bit before pandemic time. It wasn't uncommon at all to reach your hand out to a stranger and shake a hand. Right? Not at, not in the least. And now we're all kind of befuddled because we're like kind of doing weird elbow pumps or like head nods. Um, but when you think about the greetings and if you, if you knew someone, we hugged a lot. Lots of times we hugged. It's very um, socially acceptable way to connect, right? Even fist pumps. We, we do that a lot. And all those, so those are physical ways, but the nonverbal cues, when you think about how you can express something just with your face alone, with no words, right? And how subtle it can be. You know, I remember all my mom had to do sometimes was raise her eyebrow and I was totally, I, she got me, right? Whatever I was doing, it was enough to redirect my behavior almost instantaneously with a little eyebrow raise. Or um, when you see someone give you a little smile or when you see a look of concern, all those things 
that are hidden by our masks, right? And I do think we we take for granted nonverbal communication, right? With our, our body language. Um, and now we're left with our words and our tone. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's, that's why I wanna talk about have we shifted our understanding how long we're going to be in pandemic? We don't really know. How long are we going to wear a mask? And like you said, are we going to, I keep wondering, are we ever going to shake hands again? Or are our greetings fundamentally going to change? You yeah. Know? Like that's one thing I don't know. I wonder what, what's your opinion on that? Well, I have to tell you that I, I think that there are three things that I find that are, ha that's happening now. Uh, and I'd love for you to talk about it. Right because it's so hard to read when you're wearing a mask, right? You have to express yourself verbally now. And, you know, in the past, you may not have had to do that. And so a friend of mine says, you know, do we hide behind the mask or is it impossible to hide behind the mask? But that is both literally, but also figuratively you know even if you don't put on your mask there's this idea that we hide behind it um and there's one thing we cannot hide behind and that is the power of our words the oh. power of our words um last night um and, and let's talk about the words last night when i'm watching the thing the critic choice awards um people say unlikely winner there was an unlikely winner a young boy, the star, Alan Kim of Minari. This is a kid. He had a little tuxedo on and he gets to his award and he starts to speak. And my gosh, he was like thanking this. And then about, I'd say 20 seconds into it, he just starts bawling. Just starts just bawling. And in that moment, he's still trying to talk, but you could not understand a word. And he just starts crying. And, you know, I think about the fact that if he'd had a mask on, what the reaction would have been. But he didn't. In his little tux, gosh, I don't even know how old he was. But it was an emotional and it was a heartfelt. And most people don't even know what the film, what, don't, they don't even know what Minari is. And, and this is the question. When we can express ourselves, when we cannot carry, when we cannot like show that emotional side of ourselves, right? If you're not accustomed to finding the words, boy, you're really being poked to do that now. Oh, yes. And I, I do feel for those people, it's, it's hard for many people to express themselves, right? It is hard for a lot of us to to say how we're feeling or to not take for granted just the the daily interactions that may cause us to use our words more and when you're right with thinking about it being emotional like expressing our emotions in ways that are publicly acceptable like you know we live in a culture that's i call it the cult of positivity like don't worry be happy and everything's fine just smile through it and so if you have an emotion it better be publicly acceptable like maybe a little tear or something if you're emotional but if you full-on cry um people cry if you cry at work or certainly getting an award um i think it can make it hard you might second guess like oh man now i i lost it or i wasn't professional um so i do think we should, I would love to see in our society a broader range of acceptance for feelings and, and not just all the positive ones. I often think like you could express yourself 
and is your expression of your emotion appropriate for the moment? Like, can you still have anger and properly express that without punching a wall? Yes, right? And can you still feel, I don't know, the stronger emotions like overwhelm, right? Without having to hide it so much, right? And a lot of times I think be strong, keep going no matter what. And I, I wish the narrative were like, take your time, think about what's going on understand yourself. You're only human, not a superhero. Like I wish I could change the narrative so that we had permission to be more fully who we are in public spaces. A lot of us save those emotions for our private, you know, try to analyze them ourselves. But I think, again, given the time we're in, a lot of us are frustrated. A lot of us are overwhelmed. Everyone I know is like, sick of it. Like when, when, how much more do we wait, right? So being able to really share that and express that and articulate that I feel like it helps us express who we are. And when you save your words um, and don't choose to express yourself, what I often think is you're missing out on an opportunity, not only to express yourself, but to impact other people, right? So when you do, are you brave enough to say, I, like one, I was in this meeting the other day, a high stakes meeting, and the person in charge had the guts to say, you know what, I don't know right now. I'm not, yeah. I actually don't know. And I thought, how gutsy of you. Because in my mind, sometimes we feel pressure to be like, make up something or look confident or I'm the leader, so I should know. And they say, I'm not, I don't actually know the answer to that right now. I need to, some time to figure that out. And I thought that was amazing <laughs> that they chose to say that and perhaps look less than like perfect, but be very real, be very vulnerable and be a better leader in my mind. Yeah. And when we come back from break, I want to talk more about that. In about 2008, I was going through a really tough time in my life. I was doing the show. The show saved my life. These listeners, we have the best listeners on the planet, Carrie. And I got to tell you that if anybody remembers 2007, 8, and 9, you remember what that was like. And we had the most incredible listeners on the planet. And one of the issues really was for myself and for many people, we didn't know how to express ourselves. It was a different time. You know, we didn't have to wear a mask, but we had a different mask. We went through one of the most horrific economic downturns. I don't have another language, but that's what people called it. And many folks during that period of time really had to look hard. They didn't know how to express how to have an abundant life. And I realized at that point in time, I needed to bring on a lot of people to help. Because I didn't know. Today, you're going to help us. This is a different time. It is equal in weight, if not more weight, than seven, eight, nine. But the point is, where are all the emotions going behind that mask? Let's take a short break. When we come back, I can't wait to hear what Carrie says about this. Yeah. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly. 
all with the purpose of calling forth the Maximum You. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you live your best life. The Live the Good Life Show, connecting your physical and spiritual self every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Find Sabrina at the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Oh, there we go. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. You are listening to Get Big Out Loud with Carrie, Carrie Knutson, Living the Complex, Funny, and Beautiful Ride of Life. And I want to say to everybody, Carrie does a lot of work, but she helps people get big out loud. And what that means is as a professional speaker, a school counselor, storyteller, mother, whatever, we haven't heard a rap yet, Benny, so just waiting for that. But she is also an expert in the field of emotional intelligence and human development. So when I have this conversation with Carrie, like we're doing today, you know, what's underneath these questions are parts of human development. You know, what is happening to us, you know, in the pandemic, the way we greet each other, what is happening to us in our nonverbal cues that you cannot see? So what is happening to us? And, and, and how are we, humanity, how are we adapting and changing and that's my question for you Carrie you know it's we've had to make changes right we've had to make changes and so is it more important now are we really thinking more conscious are we becoming more conscious about our words what 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 do you think I it might is my hope and I do think so because I think people what I'm seeing in zoom meetings and emails and things like that that people I think because we've had to do more emailing or in zoom meetings you know how you're the focus of that um 
it puts the pressure on people in a different way than if we were in person. I feel like it's more of a performance and people are a little bit more on the spot to say and be articulate about what they want to say, or even if they're using the chat box, like we have to change to we're, we're, we're sharing ideas in a chat box. Or when it's your turn to talk, you realize 40 video screens are watching just you. So I do think for some people that's more pressure. I do think for some people that's also maybe helped them not have to be in interpersonal situations that perhaps made them uncomfortable. For some, for some people, they maybe like the protection of the screen um, in that way. But I do think words have never been more important. And when we think about the evolution too of words, like how we choose to, what we choose to say about ourselves or other people, how inclusive we are with our words, right? How we're identifying um, other communities and ourselves, like those kind of things are helping us be more inclusive as we broadcast our, our message to people, right? And, and I'm just thinking, when we're being thoughtful about our words, like for example, when we write out our bulletin at school, it's dear, parents, guardians, family members, right? Like we're trying to be like inclusive and write that in there. So if you see you're, oh, I'm one of those groups, right? I'm included in this, right? And that's why we translate our um, newsletter into Spanish. So people who are um, for first language of Spanish can access the information, right? That's why captioning videos is so important. Words for people who are deaf and hard of hearing, who need captions to help them. Those ideas of like, how do we get words? Right. And and how do we acknowledge people with our words? And so I think I know I'm kind of bridging two topics, but to answer your question, I do think people have to show up differently because a lot of us are online now and we haven't I haven't had an in-person meeting in forever. Right. <laughs> I don't. It's so funny because we're, we're coming up to a year now. I know. Happened. And it just is weird to think how quickly and I can't think about even doing an in-person event. Um, it feels so strange like if one day when that happens again. So I just, it's funny cause I'm thinking about now we're all doing Zoom and before we're like, what Zoom? What do I, how do I get on it? You know, so I think we have to also take, give ourselves some credit that we've grown a lot in a year. Yeah. Um, and finding new ways to communicate. <laughs> and I, I give Zoom a lot of credit because they have adapted just on, on the turn of a, just on the turn of a dime. They have really adapted, you know, but it's interesting what you said. I was thinking about the personal meetings that I have had, and this really jumps to the next thing I want to talk with you about. And that is, you know, I've gone to the doctor a couple of times and it's a different experience, Carrie, you know, with everybody having a mask on, usually you can take a look at your doctor's face, you know, his or her face, or, you know, the PA or somebody, and you can get a sense of things. Now, you can't, you, you know, and I find myself saying, okay, what are you finding? What are you like over and over again? Like, what, what are you looking for? What are you finding? Because you can't see their face. Uh, and you, and I find that, are we really asking enough questions when we're not clear? And this is the second part of this is if you're in the middle of a difficult situation and it doesn't have to be a negative but just a difficult situation, you know, something that is just hard for you to express, like the young boy last night, you know, and his emotional reaction to that over clearly sent a message that no amount of words and gratitude could have sent. But let's talk about what happens when we are put in difficult situations and we have to communicate something difficult. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I really want to talk about 
when we're in difficult situations, there's two things, I think. One is our ability to sometimes express what we're feeling, but also when it's a difficult situation, sometimes we don't know what to say. So we don't say anything, right? So I want to talk about that first, then I'll go back. But when we feel like, have you ever had a time when you're like, oh my God, I don't know what to say to this person. They've just been through something horrific or gotten awful news or something bad happened. And because we don't know what to say, we hesitate and don't say anything at all. And I find that sometimes our friends and family members, community members are missing our words, right? And I think it's better to say, I'm not exactly sure what to say right now, but I want you to know I care, or this is super hard and awkward, but I'm here, right? Like finding the courage to say something to acknowledge another person's experience, even if you don't know what to say and knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, I've been with families who have grieved losing children, right? And in that moment, you're just overwhelmed with your own emotion, right? And then someone here who's lost a child and you're looking at that parent and you're like, "How how do I even say, do I add my list of I'm sorry to the endless ones? But sometimes you're like, it's important for me. I don't know what to say right now, but I'm here and I feel your pain and I'm so sorry for your loss. Or I want to be here in a way that feels good. Please help me. Help. I hope you know that my intention is is good, right? Or, or when we have to say something, you know, the worst thing that we have to say, I'm sorry. You know that when you have to say that, and you have to find some courage to be like, I'm gonna sit in my, I'm sorry, right, and own that. Or I, I want to express that I don't understand what's going on right now. Admitting when you don't understand. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. So all those hard things, when you don't know what to say in a weird situation, when you have to own something and apologize, and some for many of us, that's difficult, right? Or when you have to say, I don't understand what's going on right now. I don't understand this communication, or I'm not clear on what's happening, and admit you don't understand. And I think those are the three areas that we lose our words so quickly, <laughs> and it becomes easier to clam up. We can have good intentions, <laughs> right? And we can have all the thoughts we want, but unless we can translate that into our words, and I call, I call all the time, you have to cross the line of your comfort zone. You have to be willing to not be perfect. And I always say perfect is the enemy of good. It might be good enough just to say something like, I care about you right now. I'm sorry, right? Like it, it might be okay to say, I don't have to be superhero all the time. Maybe I don't understand something. Maybe I need to ask for help to understand it, right? Lowering the bar of that perfectionism superhero, I have to be on all the time, or I have to find the right words. Um, You know, there's a Tracy Chapman song that's, if I could find the right words at the right time, you know, and I always think about that. Sometimes I struggle. What are the right words? But I also always say, I'd rather use my words than say nothing at all right? And be complicit in my silence or feel like someone doesn't feel supported by me, right? I'd rather say something that might be awkward or not come out right than be silent or complicit in something. And I think that's in those three things are, are times when we have to cross the line of our comfort zone, right? And reach beyond our ego, right? And our fear yeah. and our perfectionism. Yeah. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about some stories, examples of how this shows up you know, from a perspective of something happening in a family where you have to share it with the rest of the family or maybe something happening in your own life or maybe a reaction to something 
So someone asked me a couple of days ago, why did I have such an emotional reaction to this mini series, which won a ton of awards last night and the actor herself, Queen's Gambit? Why did I have an emotional reaction to that? When we come back, we're going to talk about that, but we're also going to give you some tips. You know, if there's something difficult to say, what do you say? How do you take what Carrie just said and apply saying something? When we come back, we're going to talk about how to speak through things that are difficult to talk about and at the same time represent your own view of what is important to share and what is not. All of that, when we come back, we'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to let go of the I can'ts that are holding you down? Valerie Trujillo invites you to join her community on a mission to collectively heal as a tribe, where your vulnerability is heard and reciprocated. So tune in to Love and Light with the Crystal Blue Oracle every second and fourth Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Valerie and her work, visit crystalblueoracle.com. Hi, I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia. And I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. 
Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth's guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. Danny, tell everybody about the song. Well, I don't know if I want to. I might need to have Jacob tell us a little bit about this if he's online. Jacob? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that is my <laughs> band, actually. Oh! That's thank my good you. friend Eric singing there. Well done, sir. Oh, thank you. End of the band. Good job. <laughs> Talk about the power of words in that song. What a bunch of talented people. Jacob, Benny, everybody. I just, I'm just like in awe, right? I'm in awe. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is Get Big Out Loud. Carrie does this show, Living the Complex, Funny, and Beautiful Ride of Life. Now, we're talking about the power of words. Before we keep rolling on the emotional side of the power of words, how do people find out about you? How do they work with you? And also, if there was ever a time where we needed to get some skills in this area, it is now. It really is now. How do people do that? Yes. Oh, I totally love that's what my passion is connecting with people. And I do work, I do presentations on a number of topics. I primarily talk about emotional intelligence, but that's branched off to so many things. But everything that I talk about comes back to how we show up, right? And how we get big. And so a lot of emotional intelligence ties in with our consciousness and how we use our words. So I do a lot of presentations. I do coaching for people who are individually want to work on things. Um, and that, that to me is such a great way to think about when you have something in your life you're working on and you want to work with someone specifically targeted focused work. And I also coach, actually, I was thinking of this on public speaking, if you want to be a better public speaker. And a lot of my clients actually do not want to be professional speakers. They want to show up better in meetings. They want to be able to show up in, with confidence um, in a small group, right? Or to run something. They're not looking to be on the stage, but they struggle with that kind of confidence and how they show up or how they articulate what they want without getting all nervous. So I actually have a lot of coaching clients who are not wanting to be professional speakers, but come to me for coaching on that. And so you can find out about me at KnutsonSpeaks.com for any of that information. K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks, KnutsonSpeaks.com. And you know why I love this? Because when I'm working with people from a media perspective, that is not an area that I, I, I focus on. I don't focus generally with people from when I'm doing media, I'm talking about personas and how to show up. So whenever they need somebody that gets the right words, I got to send them to you. I work on how you're going to show up. And that's what we're talking about now, Carrie. How do we show up in these difficult times? You know, like I said before, I'll share this later. But why when people ask me, Pat, you talk about the Queen's Gambit, you talk about Anya Joy Taylor, you and then you get filled up in your eyes. We don't get it. But let's have you talk about what it means to be able to communicate during the good times and sometimes when you have to deliver tough messages. 
Yes. It's, it's so much harder with the tough messages and being, and being on, I want to talk about being on the receiving side of a tough message and some words that help me through a tough time. Um, because sometimes we don't think about being on the receiving end, right, of words that can help us and we don't think about being open enough. And so I think it's important too to think if you can get through tough times, the happier times are usually easier. If that's most of our struggle is around the harder times. Um, so recently we got news that our cat T-Rex, the mighty T-Rex, um, had cancer in his front leg. And the veterinarian was like, you know, his leg is going to have to be amputated um, so the cancer doesn't spread. It's, it's invasive enough. And I remember just being shocked and overwhelmed when she said the word amputated. Like I, all I did was well up with feelings. And, and I was, and, and the, the hardest thing is you're in the parking lot of the vet office because you can't go in their mask your mask and all i'm thinking of you're sitting in your car and they have their clipboard and they're talking and my tears were like what? like i couldn't even i wasn't even making sense and she couldn't read what i was saying and and she and it just for me and she's like i know this is gonna take a while for you to understand go ahead and take a minute or like I, I can be patient. I can wait. I'm not in a hurry. She said, I'm not in a hurry. Cause oh my God, I'm sorry. I know you're busy. And she goes, no, I'm not. I'm not in a hurry. Take a minute. I know it's a lot to hear. Like just affirming my experience in that moment. Right. And then throughout the process of scheduling the surgery and taking him there and then getting him back, people were so thoughtful because I, I was kind of stealing myself up for someone to say, it's just a cat. Right. And I was about, I, you know, when you feel like it's, but it's my cat. <laughs> And it's my family member. It's my heart that's going with this animal. And so not one person said anything like that. People said, I love you. I care about you and your family. T-Rex is resilient. Cats are incredibly resilient and can have a good quality of life. Um, on the discharge note from the vet's office, they, it said, we will be here for you every step of the way. Do not hesitate to call for any reason. On the discharge note. And then it says, we care about you and your family and especially about T-Rex. Please reach out if you need anything. On the discharge note, right? And then this is the most random thing, Dr. Pat, and it, it just made me cry. So I send out a newsletter once a month. In my newsletter, I talked about the power of words and about T-Rex. As a total surprise to me, a group of people that I had trained with. So I worked with this company, giving presentations, doing some coaching with their staff. And it was... Um, that's how I know them in that kind of way. Someone yeah. who got the newsletter on their staff took it upon themselves to send me a digital e-card where everybody on their staff signed it. People who didn't even know me. And a, and a person who saw me train maybe once took it upon themselves. And the notes were like from people I don't even know. And you know what that meant to me? Like it just the overwhelming feeling of their words, right? I care about you. I'm so sorry to hear about T-Rex. I know cats can be resilient and you are too. Like the words that I told, that I read and then internalized are words that I then told to my husband and then to my children. And that's how we got wow. through it, wow. right? And so to me, you can't underestimate whether you know someone or not, whether you know the right words or not. That experience as the receiver of words and I needed it. I was not strong enough to get through it by myself. I needed other people and I needed their words because I could not do it alone. And you know what? We're on the other side of it now and T-Rex is recovering and he's doing fine. But I don't, I look back to that moment and it was words 
and the intention behind the words that carried us through that, not just me, but my family and then the love we gave to our cat. Right. And it restored, it gave me some hope and humanity and people gave my heart happy, you know, to, to, to be on the receiving end. And I'm so grateful. I think it's important to understand too, when people give you words, be grateful and say, thank you yeah. and leave it at that. Do we, I am deserving of that just as much as you are. Yeah, that's, that's, I wanted to share that. That's so beautiful that you shared that. And not only is it so beautiful, but it's also so very informative for us, you know, and sometimes we do need to borrow the words of others. And, you know, I have found that I've had to do that most of my life, because it's easier for me to remember the words of others. If you're somebody that stutters, as I did as a kid, it was easier for, for me to remember the words of others. They were always easier to get out, right? The memory of something. And even as I got older and I became more active and activist and feminist and, you know, bra burning at 19, whatever that is, you know, I still wasn't the, I wasn't going to be the one on stage, right? But I would remember the words. And I remember those words. And I still to this day, when I get ready for a show like this, you know, it's, it's this thing that I absorb about it, so that I can get to the punchline. See, that's the benefit of somebody that stutters, right? You know, like when you're stuttering, you're going to have a nanosecond to get to the punchline of your answer, right? Most people can take some time and kind of work it. And, but when you're asked a question, usually five more questions are asked before you ask the first one, because nobody can wait for you to ask the first one. Mm -hmm. And so you wait and absorb it. And so your answer then is a culmination of every question, right? But it's got to be pithy and punchline. Now, I'm a little bit more long-winded these days. But here's what I want to say about that story you shared. It is an art. This is an art, and we can all learn this art. We can all learn this. So after people asking me, I don't know how many times, you know, I, I, and I can't look, I'm, I'm stuttering now, even thinking about it, um, about the Queen's Gambit. It is, a, it is this miniseries. Anya Joy Taylor won a gazillion awards the the miniseries but why why initially when i started to look at it i'm like i'm not interested in chess it's not about chess it's about the journey of this young woman and so a couple of days ago i finally answered the question and i said i don't play chess but you can pretty much superimpose my life over her story including being in an institution and medicated. And that's all I could say about it because anything else about that, but why would I watch it? Why would I relate to it? And so this is really the question. It gives me a way to talk about things that I didn't have a frame for. And I want to ask you that question next. It's okay if you don't know an answer to say, but sometimes Carrie, you just can't find the words. And yet being silent is quite annoying for people. Mm -hmm. Now, most of the people around me know I have a little stutter. And so not so much as I'm older, but I still have it. I just, you just saw it a few minutes ago. But isn't it okay to say to somebody, I need a minute to think about that. I need a minute. 
I need a minute to think about that. Tell us yes. how that works. Well, I think what you just did, what that shows me when someone can say that I need a minute to think about it, or I'm not sure exactly right now, or I'd like to be able to talk to you about it when I'm fully present and able to, or whatever. She'll, I care enough about you to want to be present when I do talk, right? So instead of just coming up with something flippant or just to move you along or whatever, I want to tell you what I need. And isn't that amazing? I need a minute. Sometimes I need a minute to collect my thoughts or I'm pretty emotional right now and I can't really express what I want to. Um, or I'm not sure how to answer that just yet, but I promise I'll get back to you on that. Or can we change the topic for a minute because I'm not quite sure how I want to respond and I don't want to give you something just off my cuff you know like I want to be thoughtful I want to engage with it to me that shows you actually care about the relationship and the person and being honest and one of the best things we can do with our words is speak our truth and give ourselves permission so yes. even when you just said some of the things you just said to say out loud, I have a stutter. Like you have a stutter, right? So you you owning that. I have a stutter and saying those words, labeling yourself, but also not diminishing yourself, right? So, so people know you have a stutter. When I'm with people, I'm hard of hearing and masks have been horrible for me. And I have to say out loud, I'm hard of hearing. Could you please speak up? Yeah. And like, you know, when you have to own those words and it's yeah. really difficult, but I le read lips a lot to get by. And it's been, I can't do it with face masks. And then when you were just talking about saying the queen's gambit resonates with me because I've been on medication. I've been institutionalized. I've had those moments. You're owning that and you're seeing yourself and someone else's experience. And it's, it's shedding light on you as, as a person, right? Not on you as a persona or anything else. It's no, right. Are, are like you're being seen in that way and validated. Right. And but that's so powerful. Yeah. And I want to ask you this question, too, because I related to this character at pretty much all ages. I don't play chess, but I've achieved some things in my life that some people, you know, say are unbelievable. You know, for somebody like me, if you if you go back and you talk to the people in high school that looked me up for the high school reunion and basically said, you know, we thought you were dead. And so when we think about this, I think about the brilliance of our young people. And I want to talk to you about this. Sometimes we will dismiss a seven or an eight-year-old for whatever reason, but we can learn from our children. I mean, I'm sure you've learned from yours. Oh, gosh. I want to share a quick story about that. I was in the car one day and I was busy. I was rushed. I was late for something. I was picking one of my kids up, Claire, from her pod and I had to go pick up my other daughter, and I was like, she wanted to bounce on this trampoline a little longer. And I'm like, we have got to go. And she's like, oh, you know, and I was like, oh, and I was just like, you don't even, in my, my internal dialogue is, I do so much. I'm just asking you to go. I let you jump, you know, and I'm kind of making the list of my like reasons you should be a better <laughs> child. And, and you, she can tell I'm like kind of upset. And so she says from the back of the car, I'm like, I'm like, we need to go. And she gets in and she's like, mom, <laughs> I can tell you're upset. That's what she said. She's eight. I can tell you're upset. If you want to talk about this, we can. Or if you're tired and want to take a break, we could talk about it later too. She's she's eight and she she gave me permission. And then she said, I understand you might have had a hard day. 
And then I was like, my day hasn't been that hard. I'm just in a hurry. And I'm sorry you can't jump, but I feel guilty as a mom that I can't, you know? And it was funny because my eight-year-old allowed that moment to to transpire, to what it could have yeah. been a little argument into something beautiful. Our kids, oh my gosh. And when people say, kids don't know or kids don't understand I always or like how oh they're they're childish in that way I always think think about what you're saying about kids yeah because kids are wise I, one thing I love about doing counseling with kids um in my role as a school therapist is that kids tell you the truth kind of right away where adults kind of you have to go here and there to get it they'll <laughs> tell you exactly what's wrong why they're upset what they need sometimes they'll just say it. so I often enjoy the um the forthrightness and the opportunity to connect with children. And I always say, believe children, listen to them, let them express themselves, learn from them. Because to me, they are masters at not holding on to things. They could be crying one minute, laughing the next, frustrated the next, joyful. They let their feelings go like this. Um, and they're the fullest expressions of who they are. So yeah, I learned a lot from my eight-year-old and my 11-year-old too. They have a lot to teach me. And, you know, this is really why we're talking about this conversation today about our words and the power that our words have. Um, and, you know, as we look at the power of our words and we're still thinking about what it means to get big out loud, because this is really important. You know, this is not a journey for me of perfection. This is a journey of progress. You know, this is something you'll also notice when I talked about my stutter, I also talked about the gifts that I've learned from it. I don't think that I would be the kind of person on air that I am today if I didn't learn some things about how to listen back then. And, you know, that stutter lasted me into my 20s. I didn't do it as regularly, but it lasted me into my 20s. And, you know, we can take a look at things that hold us back, or maybe let's say we're not perfect about the use of our words. This is about progress. And this is about reminding ourselves not only what we say on the outside is important, but what we say on the inside is important as well. Actually, it's actually more important. You know, 7% of the, the, the things we say to another person really land. 100% of what we say to ourselves lands. So isn't it that double edge of things? Oh, I love that you say it. one of my favorite quotes is, be careful how you are talking to yourself because you are listening to every word right? Be careful how you're talking to yourself. And that brings up the idea of being conscious with your words, right? When you think about what you say to yourself, many of us say things to ourselves we would never say to another person. We are harder on ourselves. We're more critical or judgmental. And if you don't believe it, think about the last time you looked into a mirror. Were you like, oh, looking good today? Like, you know, we that's, I mean, the first primary point of contact when we criticize how we look. And then it just goes from there Oh God, you said that stupid thing. Everyone's going to think you're so stupid. You couldn't find the word. You needed time to wait. You, you messed that up. You forgot to say that you're so whatever. And then you're so put in that word or the whole thing when thinking about judging ourselves too. everyone else has got it together, but me, everyone's got it together, you know, and, and then making ourselves smaller. And you bring up such a good point. The words we say to ourselves, to me, are the, are the starting point of what we can say to others. So if you're not authentic with yourself and showing up and giving like false praise to others, or you can give it, but not receive it, or you can't hold space for yourself, you're missing 50% of the, the whole show. Yeah. 
right? Wow. Because that, what we say to ourselves, especially, you know how sometimes you are the one who knows what you need to hear, like better than anyone else. Like yeah. you, you tried your best. It's okay. You're safe now. Or, or to say something like that was ridiculous and awful, but it's over. You've survived, right? Sometimes the things you say, to, no one can say to yourself as, 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 as articulately, as beautifully as you can to yourself. So I'd say that's the number one relationship we should use our words with wisely and thoughtfully. And then we can let it per, be pervasive to the, you know, what we do when we speak, when we write, when we blog, when we do whatever we do. And, you know, we're seeing it play out. And here's what I want to say. First of all, thank you for today. Thank you for the reminder, right? As I get ready to be really on the edge of a few things, to just be mindful about how I express myself, number one. Number two, I want to thank you. And how do people find out about you, Carrie? And thank you so much for sharing those stories. I just want to just have, I want to adopt your children. Um, not really, but you know what I'm saying. And, and tell us how to work with you, but also your personal message. What would you like to leave us with today? Sure. So you can find me at KnutsonSpeaks.com, K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks. And the most interesting thing is I used to name my company Knutson Consulting. And people would say, what do you consult on? And then I'd be like, oh, emotional touches. And so I changed my name to Knutson Speaks because I realized the yeah. power of our words. Everything I'm doing involves speaking and sending a message out to them, whether I'm doing storytelling, coaching, or presenting all of that around speaking. So I just wanted to mention that that's, that's how you connect with me is through Knutson Speaks. And then my message is, if we have a choice, and we always do, right, in a moment, if we can pause before we just respond, right, when you have a visceral response, you just respond, if you can find a place for yourself to be like, I'm going to be thoughtful about my words, I'm going to think before I speak, I'm going to think about how people are going to feel after they hear my words, right? I'm going to look at my email twice before I send it. What's my tone, right? I'm going to think about how I'm talking to myself. I'm going to raise up the power of my words so that when I speak, it's meaningful. You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. For more information, visit KnutsonSpeaks.com.